In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary? asked the angel, since I am still a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come to you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One will be called, will be, sorry, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her own old age, and she, who was said to be unable to conceive, is in her sixth month. For no word from the Lord will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Let's just reread what Angela read to us. So God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. So um, I want you to try and, try and imagine this. And this is a bit wacky, isn't it? We're talking about angels. I mean, when it says God sent the angel Gabriel, we instantly know this is otherworldly. This is supernatural. We'd expect that if God is coming to earth, right? That's, that's right, isn't it? If God's coming to earth, we'd expect a supernatural. So here we go. The God of the universe sends an angel to planet earth, and he sends the angel to a specific place, Nazareth, to a specific human being, Mary. Now, I don't know what you think to that, how you'd feel if that was you, an angel coming to you. Truth is, Mary is terrified. She is terrified. And uh, Luke says this, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. You bet she thought that. What on the earth is going on? And we're told what he then says. Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and we will be called the Son of the Most High. So here's the wonderful thing, the amazing miracle at the very heart of Christmas. We're not talking about, I mean, his birth was normal. It was his conception that was supernatural. As God the Holy Spirit plants Jesus, Son of God, in Mary's womb. Now, in our age where um, we, people tend to be a bit cynical about the supernatural, what do you think to that? But it is logical, isn't it? If God is coming into the world, we'd expect something extraordinary. We'd expect something not normal. 
but miraculous. And so that is the truth at the very heart of Christmas, is that God, the Son of God, comes into our world. And what I should say, by the way, I think that's the doorbell, but... But we think that the, the school alarm system for the um, lesson starting is still working. So if a bell goes, it's already gone once this morning. If a bell goes this morning, then um, it's probably lesson time. Okay, so just, just bear that in mind. Just ignore it. So right at the very heart of Christmas is this amazing, amazing reality that God became flesh. And God made his dwelling among us. God came to us. As our first thing. So uh, Christmas past, explaining the birth of Jesus. That is what it's all about. Um, so let's think about um, the present that Jesus is. And what, okay, so that happened 2,000 years ago. What can be our present experience of Jesus today? Because it's not just a, a kind of a historical event we're remembering. So what about for us today. Well, let's go back to Luke chapter 1. You are to call him Jesus, is what the angel says to to Mary. And names are important. And I was thinking about our family names. So, uh, as you know, my name is is Peter. Uh, It's the Greek word for stone um, or rock. Sounds a bit more complimentary. Um, Jenny, my wife, uh, is Welsh for the fair one. So, yeah, I know. Ah, oh, it's nice, isn't it? Um, so the fair one marries a stone. Um, I like to say rock, Chris, because it's a bit, bit more honourable. I have to say, when we came to our children, we didn't think this through loads. Um, and so apologies up front to Ollie, but here we go. Um, Josh, Hebrew, the Lord saves. I mean, I don't think you get much better than that. That's pretty good, isn't it? The Lord saves. Um, Jasmine, in Persian, a gift from God. Lovely. Great. Um, Oliver, uh, Norse, ancestor's descendant. I mean, that pretty much says nothing, does it? I mean, we're all our ancestors' descendants. So, Ollie, I want to publicly apologize, sorry, um, that we didn't think that one through. Um, You're equally loved. Um, So you're to call him Jesus. And actually, back then, names had far more meaning, in fact. Um, Jesus is the Greek form of the Hebrew for Joshua, which means, as we've seen, the Lord saves. And it's why in Matthew's gospel, Matthew says to Joseph, in fact, you are to give him the name Jesus. Why? Because he will save, and then we learn what he's going to save people from, from their sins. Okay, what is that? Let's think that through a tiny bit. Um, Well, in the Bible, sins are the things where, the wrong things we do, where we First of all, we fall short of the standard, of the target, of the standard, of the perfect standard of God. So we don't do the things we should do. But also, it's where we trespass, where we overstep the line. We rebel against what God says. It's both those things, both the things we fail to do that are wrong and the things that we shouldn't do that are wrong. Okay, it's both those things. And the problem is, is that we do that with our thinking and with our speaking and with our actions. It's the whole of our life. Sin affects us. But we can be forgiven our sins if we repent and believe. Repent means to turn around. It's saying, Jesus, I'm so sorry. You are king. I'm not king. Please forgive me. And then it's believing. It's trusting in Jesus' death on the cross for us, that he died there. He was born to die, to take the penalty for our sins so we can be forgiven. And that is how we can become friends with God. Because the truth is, 
we actually shout at God. We don't like the fact that God is God. We want to be God in our lives. We want to rule, rule our own lives, call the shots, live as we want. And that makes us God's enemies. But we can become friends with God if we put our trust in the Lord Jesus and his death on the cross for us to pay the penalty for our sin. That is how we become friends with God. So Christmas present, that is the experience of Jesus that we can have today. And that is wonderful news. It is the best thing ever. So what happens next? So Jesus has come once, but he has promised to return. And so um, let's think a bit about that before we finish this morning. So just going back to Luke, where the angel says, the Lord, talking about Jesus, the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, um, give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants uh, forever. His kingdom will never end. Now, David was an Old Testament king. Jacob was a founding father of, of the nation of Israel, where um, Jesus was born into that nation. And interestingly, it's saying there that his kingdom will never end. It will never, ever end. I mean, here's a genealogy um, of Jesus. And, and here you can see this is the line of Mary, and this is the line of Joseph. There's a lot of people there. And down here, you've got a lot of kings of Israel, basically, after David. David was the greatest king, and lots of kings going all the way down through the, the centuries. Thing is, with kings like us, they don't last forever. Leaders come, leaders go. They die. We die. And of course, Jesus, when he hung on the cross, they put a notice on the cross saying, the king of the Jews, um, in different languages. He's king of the world, but he too died. But the difference is, that is not the end of the story. In fact, do you know what? If that was the end of the story, we wouldn't be sitting here this morning. There would be no Christianity. I mean, who would want to follow a crucified man? But what about a crucified man who died for our sins? And then, three days later, he reversed death. Again, supernatural. Only God can do that. But we shouldn't be surprised that God does do that. In fact, we'd be surprised if God was beaten by death. So it's entirely logical, the resurrection of Christ. Although we can't understand it. Jesus rose from the dead. And then... Some days later, he returned back to heaven. And the Bible says that today, he is reigning. He is in charge. He is the king today. I don't want you to think of that, because truth is, we wake up in the morning each day. We get some food in us. We get out to school. We get out to work. We go to parties. We live our lives. We, the cycle of a year comes and goes. And, and it's like, well, and then we go to bed each day. And, and life goes on. And we're going, is Jesus, is he really coming again? That's what he said he's going to do. Well, he is coming again. Every word of God, as we've seen in our reading this morning, every word of God comes true. And he came a first time into our world. And the first time he came as a tiny baby. But when he returns, he will return, the Bible says, on the clouds with great glory and with thousands of angels. It will be a supernatural, amazing, like no other event in history. His kingdom will never end. And so the question for us this morning and this Christmas is, are you ready? We're here to remember his first coming, but are you ready for his second coming? How do you get ready? I'll tell you how you get ready. Um, you recognize who he is. 
that he's not just the son of Mary, who was born in the first century, but he's the son of God. The supernatural coming of, of God into our world. This is recognizing who he is, but it's also, it's stopping raging against God and recognizing that he's God, putting our trust in Jesus' death on the cross for our forgiveness. That is how we come into friendship with God so that we live our lives now between his first coming and his second coming, his return. So I wonder this Christmas, as you celebrate his first coming, are you ready for his second coming?